0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau.
1: Are you ready for the Word of God? I would like to encourage you one more time. I'm going to keep saying this until you get it. Sometimes you need to say about 120 times until you get it it's so important to know the Word of God. It's so important to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's so important to be connected and rooted in the house of God. And thank God for the technology today that we don't use cassette tape anymore, but we use MP3 that we can record and then sent all over the world and you can put into your iPad, iPod, your MP3 machine, your computer in your car and you can feed yourself with the good anointed teachings anytime, any day you want to. The Lord asks us not to sell the teaching, period. We don't want to make money out of teaching because teaching in the church is to feed the sheep, it's not to make money. Therefore, we produce lessons into Siri and Siri and Siri. If you are listening to all the Siri in the church, you're almost like going to Bible school. You're going to learn about demonology, the file of God, uh, how to be a disciple, and you learn about faith, you learn about healing, you learn about many things about the church we teach in Siri. And I want to encourage all of you who are members of this church to take advantage of the teachings we have we have so many series, hundreds of lessons that you can put in your car while you're driving. Just soak into the word of God. Don't waste your time while you're cooking. Listen to the word of God. The more knowledge of the Bible you have, the less mistake you will make and the more faith you will have. The Bible says that we overcome the world by faith. Any problems in the world whether sickness or anything, or the attack of the enemy, or people try to come and destroy you, you overcome by faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. Therefore, don't take the teaching in this church for granted. You may think that, oh, I can get it anytime. No, no. You need to have a life of discipline to listen, to feed yourself every single day so that you will be strong. Amen? We have only short life to live on earth here. You don't have many, many more days to live. You may have maybe 20 years. You know, you count days, not a lot. You count by weeks how many more Sundays we have left. The sooner you get to know the world, the sooner you grow up and become strong, the better for your own life, the better for your kids, the better for people around you. I want to talk to the parents a little bit here that the most important thing is not just about church children program. Because they come here only two hours a week. But the most important thing is you, that you are strong spiritually, to be able to help your kids. Because they stay with you seven days a week, all the time. You need to build your spirit up, to be mature, to be strong in your faith and love, so that you can help your kids to be strong. Husband, the same way. Don't put responsibility to the wife. You need to be strong yourself. When I say strong, I don't mean muscle here, but I mean spiritually strong, amen? Today I would like to finish the teaching called Spiritual Eyes. Hopefully it will be the last sermon for this series. Psalm chapter 119, verse 105, the word is a lamb unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 130, the entrance of your words give light, it give understanding to the simple. In order to have a clear spiritual eyes, we need to have the Word, and we need to have the Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 1, the Bible talks about the eyes of the heart. Paul prayer for his spiritual children that they will have their spiritual eyes open to see what belongs to them. The eyes shall be clear. Now, I'm not talking about just physical eyes but we are talking about spiritual eyes, to see things in the way God wants us to see. And in order to be clear and sharp with our spiritual eyes, we need to know the word. And we need to have the fullness of the spirit. The more fullness of the spirit, the more sensitive to the things of heaven. And we can see things that other human beings cannot see. And believe me, if you can have a clear spiritual eyes, you will be a very powerful person. You can save yourself from a lot of problems. You can be victorious. You can move in the right direction, make the right decision associate with the right people. Don't invest in the wrong thing. Don't put your time in the wrong way. You can be very wise and you can make the right choices every day because you can see things that other people cannot see. Today, I would like to give you example of the scripture that when you know the scripture, how the scripture helps you to see things in a different way from the world. You need to understand one thing. As human being. We were growing up with the influence of our parents, and some of our parents are not believers. We are influenced by the world system all the time. You read newspaper, you watch television programs, you read the worldly books, you listen to your friends at school and at work. All this information comes to you. From you were born, the time you were born, it came to you. You see how your parents act. You see how people around you behave. You heard the news. You see how people behave in the televisions. And all these things really impact how you view your life. It's like stained glass on your eyes to see things in the worldly way. God wants us to have a clear eyes and see things from God's way, not from the worldly way. Because the way of the world will pass away and it will get into trouble. But the ways of God will last for eternity. So God wants us to see things from God's perspective, not the worldly perspective. So we're going to look at some scripture to see things from God's perspective, from the eyeglasses of God together. Let's look at James chapter 1 verses 2 to 4. Example. Consider its pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its works, so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. When you understand this scripture, and let this scripture become your glasses and you look through it, you will look at the difficulties in your life in a different way now. You will not complain. You will not blame God. You will not blame the church. You will look at the problems as a good promotion opportunity. Because when you face trouble or persecution or hardships, it's the test of faith. And the Bible says faith is more precious than gold. In fact, I admit to you lately, God really worked in my heart as a pastor to see the importance of the matter of faith. And God showed me that a lot of members in the church have problems because they don't have enough faith. Because they walk by sight. They walk by doubt. That's why they get into a lot of problems. But when you have faith, like Jesus has faith, he always has victory over any circumstance, any storm of life. So God wants to test your faith, and you need to pass the test. And when you pass the test, you develop character, perseverance. And that perseverance makes you become more mature. The most important thing in the eyes of God is not about your comfort, about your comfortable life, or your pleasure. The most important thing in the eyes of God is your maturity. God cares about how mature you are more than how much comfortable life you have. God allow all the difficulties to come in to develop our character and maturity because the more mature we are, the stronger we become and then we can help so many people around us. Is that right? Amen? So when you see the problem come in, instead of crying, complaining, and blaming people, you should say, ha, 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 I'm going to get another promotion again. You look at the difficulties in a different way. Instead of looking at it as a, a problem or as a negative thing, you look at it like, oh, promotion time. My faith is going to grow up when this thing happened to me. I admit that since I become a Christian, I faced so many difficulties, a lot of, especially after I started this church, so many attacks from the enemy, all kinds of attacks. Now I look back for some 20-something years, I look back. Now I can smile and I thank God that God allows me to go through all this difficulty. It made me stronger today than 20 years ago. Twenty years ago, when I faced problem, I tend to put my head under the blanket and cry and feel bad about myself. Now, because I passed through all these tests of faith, when the problem comes up, I look at it. Oh. It's going to be all right. God's going to bring me through. And any pastor around the world that we're taking care of, call me, oh, Pastor Lau, I have this problem in my church. When I got the email or phone call, I will laugh and say, don't worry about it. I just talked to a pastor in San Diego, and he learned about faith. He told me that many months ago, when he faced problem, he always, like, get upset and get nervous, could not sleep. But now he said, I learned from you, Pastor Lau, you just relax and joy and smile and happy. And he said, it's really work. Because two days later, the problem just resolved on its own. The devil tried to threaten you. You just still, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. I like to see Christian in this church become a joyful Christian. No joy is a sign of faith. Do you know that? Everyone say, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. Can I see you smile? Christians should not have a long face. They should have a big smile on their face all the time because they have faith. They know that their God is big. Nothing is too hard for God. You can smile. You can be happy. You should not be complainers and grumblers and always think negative. Amen? Trust God because the more you trust and you have faith, your spirit is in the rest. And when you are in the rest, you can hear the voice from God clearer, and you can resolve the problem by the wisdom of God. The more nervous you are, the more angry, the less you can hear the voice of God. Amen? Everyone say, troubles are the test of faith. Joy. Joy, joy, joy. Amen. Consider it's all joy. Look at another scripture, how you look at things. The first one that we learned today, you look at a problem as a test of faith, as a promotion time. Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Romans chapter 8, verse 11, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Second Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. What is the jar of clay? Our physical body come from dust, from clay. One day this body will go back to the dust to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. After you read these three scriptures, your spiritual eyes should be open and see yourself. Everyone point to yourself. I see myself in a different way now. You're not just a student at the university. You're not just a normal housewife. I'm not just a, another guy, a neurosurgeon on the east side. I am a son of the living God. And in this body. Everyone point to your body. In this body. You know who is in that body right now? The creator of the whole universe is living on the inside of you. You are not walking around by yourself anymore. I'm not performing surgery by myself. But God is with me. Everywhere I go. I see myself as a servant, as a son, and as a soldier of God who has the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who's big, who's powerful, living on the inside of me, helping me that I can do all things through Him who strengthened me. The Spirit of Jesus is living in you. From now on, when you walk around, you do your job, You type computer, you talk to your boss, you don't go there by yourself. God is with you. God gives you life, God gives you wisdom, you need to just learn how to hook to him by faith. You are here with me, I have faith. You can help me, you can speak to me what to do. In fact, I just performed an operation on a young man. He is about 40-something years old. He presented with severe headache, sudden headache, for 10 days. I look at the picture. I told him that, oh, hopefully I just make two holes and drain the blood out, and it should be done. When I went into surgery, God even told me where to put the hole. And when I put the first hole, blood shoot out under pressure into my eyes because the high pressure inside, he's going to die if I didn't do surgery. Then he, God told me, put another hole in the back. When I put that hole in, a little bit blood come out and I saw that it's still oozing. Right away I know. God asked me to put that hole because he knows if I close the wound, he's going to come back that night again. Because the bleeding still going on that I did not know. Because I'm human. My physical eyes are limited. But God give me spiritual eyes. The Holy Spirit who lives in me knows exactly what is the best for this gentleman. He knows exactly where to put the hole. I put the hole at the right place. I found it. I ran out to talk to the wife and say, Mrs. So-and-so, I'm sorry. I could not finish the surgery by just putting two holes. I need to open his skull right now to stop that bleeding. So I did. I opened the skull, fired the bleeding, stopped it, and he's going to go home today Amen. from the hospital. <laughs> Instead of two surgeries, only one surgery. Because the doctor can miss, the doctor don't see everything, but the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you and me knows everything. He guides you. He gives life to you. He gives energy to you. He Living on the jar. You are the jar of clay. Everyone point to yourself again. I have the big guy inside me. Big, big, big. Everyone say big. big. Powerful. Powerful. Unlimited, wisdom. Unlimited wisdom. Living on the inside of me. Inside. Now you see yourself in the different ways. All right? Your spiritual eye change after you understand the scripture. Second Corinthians 12, 9, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. The apostle Paul understands this truth. How many people admit that we have weaknesses? I admit, I have weaknesses in my life. I don't know everything. I have limitation in many things in my life. But the spirit of God who is in me, give me grace. We call the spirit of grace. That in my weakness, the power, the grace of God that is in me and in you can make us more powerful than a normal human being. We can be strong because God is living on the inside of us. Now, can you see yourself in a different way? Amen? And the same way when you look at brother and sister. You know, I never look at the youth group in our church. Oh, these just young people. They're just young. You know, they're just 17, 14. They know nothing. They, they cannot do anything. They're just young. I never look at the young people in the church. I never look at the housewife in the church who come in. They just take care of the house. They're not a CEO. They're not like a, Professor from university, they look simple in the eyes of man. But when I look at them, I don't look at them just a little lady or just a teenager in the house of God. I look at them. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You can do great things. God is in you too, not just me. So, you can do great things for God too. If we can look at each other this way, what happened? Wow, what a community. That we always honor each other. We always trust each other. We always believe in each other that God is going to work through our brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen. And then we're going to see a lot of miracles happen because of faith in what the Bible says. Amen? Look at another one. In Luke chapter 9, 59 to 62. I just read some scripture today to show you that all the scripture can change your spiritual eyes, can make you see things in the world, not the way the world system teaches us. Luke nine fifty nine 59 to 62, he said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury the, their own dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. John six thirty-eight to 40. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believe in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. Jesus said in John chapter 4 verse 34, My food, say Jesus is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. After we read all this scripture, our spiritual eyes open up. I remember before I became a Christian and started to serve God, my goal is to have a nice, beautiful house with a swimming pool. I can retire soon. I can enjoy life, maybe own an airplane, helicopter, have my name in the Journal of Neurosurgery to become a professor of a prestige university. My goal is to enjoy my life, be selfish, me, me, me. Be rich, be wealthy, nice house, famous, and just enjoy my life because I have education and I can make money. But after I read scriptures, my spiritual eyes open. Oh, my life is not just having a nice garden, nice home. In fact, God showed me that all these things are going to be gone one day anyway. I should not be attached to the house in this world, to the car, to the things in this world, to the title in this world. But I should think about eternity. Then my eyes start to see the importance of the work of God, the importance of the kingdom of God. I begin to change my lifestyle. Instead of focusing on the things of the world, I begin to focus on the things of the kingdom, how I can be a blessing to build a church, how my life can impact the next generation to love Jesus more and to spread the gospel and make more disciples. How I can spend my money, my energy, my time, to build the kingdom of God, because God say the most important thing in this world that will last for eternity is the kingdom, the will of God. Christians who understand the Bible will not live for their own little dream anymore. They will live for the big vision of God to save the whole world to live for the kingdom. To build the house of God. Amen? Amen. I want to remind all the parents in this room. It starts from you. If you don't want your kids to backslide when they grow up to go to university, you need to build them up since they're young. That son and daughter, I and my household, we together going to serve the Lord. We will never miss church on Sunday unless we have emergency. Unless we go out of town, we're going to be there to clean the chair, to pick up the trash. We're going to go and greet people. We're going to be there together. That's I, my decision. I and my wife's decision when we became a new believer. Tanida, Joy, and Paul are going to be in the church every Sunday. They need to see the importance of the kingdom of God. Not football game, not ski, not other things. The kingdom of God must come before anything else because I don't want my kids to backslide. I don't want my kids to love the world more than God. So I need to train them since they are young that the church life, the kingdom is more important than anything else, more important than even comfortable life, pleasure, anything else. You see, the spiritual eyes. What benefit is this if you gain the whole world? But you lose your soul. What benefit is it if you give a big house to your kids and a nice education and they become professor at the prestige university but they reject Jesus and they go to hell? It's not a beneficial thing. I'm not against education. Don't take me wrong. You should send your kids to school and they should study hard. I'm not against education. But they should love God more than their own education. That's my point. The kingdom of God must come first. The service for the Lord is important more than anything else. Amen? And it's not just about the husband go out and serve God by himself and leave the wife and the kids at home. It's about I and my household shall serve the Lord together. You, your wife, and your kids see the kingdom of God as important. Actually, look at what a man who was richest in the whole world has most wisdom more than anyone else in the world history. He can get anything he wants. This man named Solomon, look at what he said After he went through life, before he died, he get everything. He has all the money he wanted. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 and 14, verse 14 too. Now all has been heard. So he talked about life, 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 talk about life. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. What is the conclusion of the matter of human's life? Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the duty of all mankind. It doesn't matter you are a housewife or you a doctor or teacher or computer programmer or businessman. It doesn't matter what background you come from. All of us as mankind, human being, we have one common thing that is the most important matter of life, more than anything else, is to fear God and obey His commandments. Do you obey His commandment? When God told me to start this church, I argue with Him, I cannot do it. I'm a surgeon. But He said, are you going to obey me? Are you going to fear me? Or are you going to do your own ways? I said, Lord, okay. I obey your command. I do what you say. Amen? Amen? You need to obey God, what He tells you to do. Verse 14, for God, okay, you see, He doesn't say, God gonna show on that day how big your yard is, how big your house is, how many computers you have in your living room. For God will bring every work Into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. On the last day, with the spiritual eyes, instead of just looking at a nice house, nice car, nice carpet, you need to have a spiritual eyes open to see that. On the last day, we're all going to stand before God. And on that day, what you do for Him will be revealed and you're going to get rewards accordingly. And that reward will last for eternity. Your house will be gone. Somebody else is going to take your house. The car is going to be gone too. But what's going to last for eternity is what you do for God. Fear God and obey His commandment. Malachi chapter 3, verses 14 to 18, you have said, it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance or his commandment. And that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts. So now we call the proud blessed. Sometimes as Christians, oh, my friend who don't know God, they have more money than me. Oh, the blessed. Why I have to serve God? I just go out and enjoy the world like them. For those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and go free. This is a thinking of the world. Then those who fear the Lord, everyone say, fear the Lord. What is the most important matter? Fear the Lord and obey the commandment. Spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. Your work for God, your fear for God going to be recorded in the book of remembrance. They shall be mine, said the Lord of hosts. On that day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spare his own son who served him. Then, one of this day, you may not see it overnight, you may not see it in two days, but in the years to come, in eternity as well, you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, Between one who serves God and one who does not serve Him. My dear brothers and sisters, in the long term, you're going to see the difference between the believers who faithfully serve God and believers who just love the world, love their own soup like Esau, love their own pleasure, and they say, I don't care about church, I don't care about serving I don't care anything about the kingdom. I just want to be safe and go to heaven. I don't care anything else about only myself. You're going to see the difference between the two groups of people. And I have seen that after being a Christian for 30-something years. Those who faithfully serve the Lord are blessed and taken care and spared by the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 33, verse 8. And whenever Moses went out to the tent... All the people rode and stood at the entrance of their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. Spiritual eyes. Do you look at movie star? Or do you look at godly example? Where are you going to look at? You're going to look at the Seahawk players as your hero? Or are you going to look at Jesus and those who serve the Lord faithfully as your hero? My dear brothers and sisters, God put good example in the church. You need to have your spiritual eyes look at the spiritual example, good example. Your leader, your pastor, people who sacrifice, who live for God, live a holy life. Look at them and let them inspire you. Don't put your eyes on the people of the world system. They're not your hero. Amen? That's what the Bible talks about. First Corinthians, let me read two more scripture. First Corinthians nine, twenty four to twenty seven, do not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. What is the prize? Eternal rewards. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crowd that will not last but we do it to get a crowd that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the price. My dear, brother and sister, please have your spiritual eyes open to see the eternal rewards in heaven. Don't just look at the things in this world. You may not have a big reputation, but you may run the care group. No one knows about you. You just run the care group faithfully. You go to care group and help set up the food and the the drink in the care group every Friday, every Wednesday, faithfully. No one knows about you, but the Lord look at you. Your faithfulness and your rewards are in heaven. Have your eyes on eternity. Everyone say eternity. Sometimes I heard Christians blame God when their loved one die. I want to tell you the truth right now. Everyone going to die, including me. If one day I die, don't blame God, please. God, you're so mean, you take past allow away. He died. No, don't blame God. We're all going to die physically. Somebody say, praise God that I die. Okay. <laughs> Oh, he will raise you up. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> resurrection. We're going to have the first resurrection. Okay, we're all going to die. We're going to have resurrection with a new body. And we're going to have rewards in heaven. So please don't worry about death. Please keep your eyes on the things above. Please become heavily and eternity minded people. Don't only look at today. God wants us to be eternity-minded people, heaven-minded people, kingdom-minded people. We're going to live forever in heaven, and we're going to have rewards in heaven. Our eyes should look at the things above, not things below. Can I read one more scripture, and I will finish. First Samuel chapter 17, 33 to 37. Last thing, spiritual eyes. You look at the work of God as good. You look at yourself as a, Man and a woman of God who has the big guy inside you. You look at the problem in your life as a joy, as a promotion. Now, First Samuel 17, 33 to 37. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep, And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the power of the lion and from the power of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. What is the spiritual eyes here? Our spiritual eyes should look at the past success, the past deliverance, the past help from God, Don't look at the failure in the past. Look at what God has done for you in the past. You can go on with faith when you count all the blessings, all the good things from God. Amen? In the past. Sometimes when I go out on a mission and want to cast out demons, the devil will speak to me. This time, you cannot do it. Because these demons are very strong in that city. And when I heard that voice, I just laughed. <laughs> In the past 10 years, no demons can come against me. This time, no matter how big they are, they have to be gone. Amen. Amen. Amen? Sometime when I wake up on Sunday morning, because I did not sleep all night, I got called because I was on call, and my flesh tell me, you cannot preach today. You're going to be tired you cannot minister today. You are too tired. You did not have enough sleep. And I say, ha, 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 ha. God helped me in the past when I did not have enough sleep to preach on Sunday. He's going to help me again today. He is faithful. Always. Amen? Amen. When I get sick and the devil tell me, this time you're not going to be healed. I say, no way. He already healed me 2,000 years ago. And that year, when I have a lump on my chest, God healed me. The lump was gone. He's going to heal me again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Count the blessing of the past. Look at what God has done for you in the past. Keep your eyes on the victory. Don't keep your eyes on the problem. Amen. How many people say, from now on, my spiritual eyes will be sharpened, will be clear? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us how we can look at things with our spiritual eyes on earth here. We thank you, Father, for giving us the word, the truth of God, giving us the Holy Spirit, giving us the church that we can have good examples of brothers and sisters who walk before us, who has gone through life before us, that we can learn from them, Father, be inspired by them. We thank you, Father, help those who listen to this teaching to have very clear spiritual eyes. Their eyes shall be enlightened every day. They will see themselves in a different way from now on. They will see the situation in their life in a different way. They will have their eyes on eternity. And they will keep looking at the victories that God had given to them in the past. And they will not be fearful. They will be the people of faith, people of victory, People who can do exploit, who can change the history of the world, who make a big difference in this generation. And they can say one day, Lord, I was born for such a time as this because I will change the direction of my family. The curses in my family will be broken and I will be a great husband, a great wife, a godly children. Lord, we will be people who will make difference in this time and this generation father we thank you lord in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen Amen. thank you jesus thank you jesus if you don't know jesus can i have two more minutes to lead you to prayer to receive jesus christ into your heart amen if you want to be a born again christian just follow my prayer right now pray with me close your eyes and pray father in the name of jesus I want to give my life to you I repent of my sin I want to follow you Lord I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior Jesus come into my life right now I am born again today my name is recorded in the book of life. Give me a new life, Lord. Enlighten my spiritual eyes. From now on, I will see things from your perspective, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Have a good lunch. May the God bless all of you. Amen.
0: you are gathered in your name. I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son. Bring me your diet, you said We
2: seek your glory True